Fellas, how you doing? Good. Not too bad. Why not too bad? What's going on? How are you? How are you really? <laughs> just just riding it out. Just riding it out. Got to see some, uh, I guess you call it League One ball this weekend out in Nashville. And going to see some more League One ball in uh, in D.C. this weekend. And Are you talking about the MLS? The MLS. Not, not currently sponsored by Ohio State, but yes, the MLS. I think that drives people insane when, when you do that. Apparently <laughs> on Twitter, that's a, that's a pet peeve of people that watch yeah. the MLS. Went and saw uh, Sporting Kansas City and Nashville out in Nashville this weekend. And then uh, going to see DCU play Nashville with some of the uh, district soccer talk folks that uh, we've all kind of bonded with at, at the Soccerplex. Oh, sweet. So... Yeah, how was the game? How, I, Geotis, that's how you say the, the field? It looks yeah, it was amazing. a beautiful, beautiful stadium. Um, if you've been there or if you go there, it is the most confusing location I've ever seen for a club. It's just in the middle of open construction in every direction. It's just a gigantic metal structure on a hill. There's nothing, ar- there's nothing around it. There's no parking lots. It's all dirt. Um, it's very weird. We parked about a mile away and walked a mile to get there just because our bartender at the brewery we were at told us uh, it wasn't worth driving up the hill to sit in a dirt lot for $50. But hmm. Was it filled? Um, I would say it was about 70 to 80%. They, they called for 22000 Let me see what the, um, what the actual – capacity as they claimed 22,000 and it's capacity of 30,000. So that makes about, that was about sense. Um, the only thing is that if you've ever looked at pictures of the stadium, the seats are multicolored and like random order. So mm-hmm. it looks full no matter what, huh. like even in an empty stadium <laughs> an hour and a half before mat before match time, the stadium looked full. Wise move, whoever whoever decided. Yeah, all that. the all the new stadiums are getting it. All the new stadiums are getting it. How are you doing out there, Jake? I'm good. Um, I finally get a Saturday off. Uh, this upcoming Saturday, we're going to go down to the uh, the Pride Parade downtown El Paso, and then go catch a soccer match. Uh, at uh, go see the locomotive play. Nice. Who are they playing? They are playing Red Bulls 2. Mm. So I think um, USL and the MLS have like a weird relationship with their two sides where they can like loan bomb. But I think Red Bull has a game right after that. So there's not going to be any of that funny business. It's going to be the straight up kids. So what do you mean loan bomb? Is that like a term that's. That yeah. So. It's becoming less prevalent because those teams are slowly filtering out of USL. Going but, to MLS um, Next Pro, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, we uh, – our first year in existence, we made it to the Western Conference Finals. And they um, they went up against Real Monarchs, which is the MLS 2 side of Real Salt Lake. And they brought in some MLS player – MSL – M – MLS level players and drop them into the roster because they're able to like fluctuate between those two teams. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That sucks. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it was nice to see uh, the Detroit City locomotive game on ESPN. I think they, I think I saw about one hundred ninety-seven thousand tuned in, which is on par with MLS games or above, even. Or they were saying awesome. it was beating a lot of the a lot of the games from that weekend. Yeah, I mean Hamtrak, the way it just looks in that stadium, and it's just cool. It looks like a actual soccer game which which drove me nuts about the sacramento galaxy game last night in the cup because if that was in sacramento you know the atmosphere would have been late it was was empty that was the first thing i noticed about it was it was just empty they had like the supporters group there and that was it did you guys see the pictures going around of hamtramck uh from above is that you say it it was a twitter picture did you guys see that one Mm -mm. let me see if i can find it and i'll drop it in the in the chat for you guys it was it was absolutely beautiful. So what happened in that game? You tied 2-2 in the end? Is, am I wrong completely? I forget. 1-1. Uh, 1-1. One, one. One, one. Um, yeah, Detroit. Detroit's good. Like, I got – I. They're fun to watch. They've gotten yeah. me into the USL championship games this year. I've caught a few, you know, Detroit City games. Definitely the Open Cup games. It's, it's one of those situations where it's like – I've heard people talk about, like, St. Pauli in the same way where it's like the team is what you should aspire to be. Like if you're building a club in America, that's what you should aspire to be. The fan base, the majority of them individually are really cool people with really cool causes. And then you just, for some reason, when it gets mixed together, it is just the most annoying crap I've ever seen. Like just the, that was what I was saying on Twitter was there like the the love child of the tap out people that used to wear tap out gear because of the edginess and then what was it uh an indie band that loves craft beer it's just like I don't know what it is just something weird like they they want to be like the the poster you see America's most hated supporters group it's like why do you want to be that why yeah, yeah. that game convinced me to now throw my lot in with the locomotive so I I'm drafting them as my USL championship uh, squad because of you. So, yes, yeah. All right. Well, should we talk some Bobcats? Perhaps. Sure can. Definitely. Sure can. Actually, um, to lead off into the into the game, um, you guys listened to the the Knights who say Nisa pre week show or whatever where they made the predictions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've been I've been watching first take, so I just want to say. My Stephen A. voice, Dan Vaughn, I really respect you. You're one of the reasons I got into podcasting. But when you picked against the Bobcats. (laughs) (laughs) God, my ears. (laughs) No, no. Yeah, Yeah, I agree with that. Anyone beware if you pick against the Bobcats. If you pick stars against the Bobcats at home. Don't be a fool. Don't do it. Mm. Don't do it. So, what are the your uh, what are some of your reactions from the game? Obviously, three points is fantastic. We'll take that definitely on the road against the Stars. I was a little skeptical in the last pod, so I was very first and foremost three points. That's what we got. Mm. the The movement of the ball was was uh, quite a bit better uh, than previous weeks. Um, it seemed like some of the midfield movement issues. Um, we're kind of getting quelled down a bit. I think that having Darwin back a couple of weeks now is going to just get better and better. I think he needed time to loosen back up. 
get back into the swing on the on the pitch. But uh, I mean, one zero win is great. Um, I would have liked more more chances in front of the goal. Um, I hope that they bring a lot more chances when when they're back home at uh, the Soccerplex. But I mean, I saw good stuff. Amos' goal was nice. It was a good. I, I, Mike, you and I were talking, but we were talking before uh, we got on. Um, I watched it back a bunch of times and slowed it down. It looks like the Michigan Stars player touches it and it kind of deflects slightly to Amo, who hits it. It's so hard to tell. It definitely, so tell it definitely was not. It was definitely not like a wound up drop from Amo. It was a I was there at the right moment touch. Listen, um, it was an, a, it was just beautiful. A, link a ball up in too. the back of the net. A ball in the back of the net is a ball in the back of the net. Yeah, doesn't matter how it got there. And it was just a nice little give and go between is Amo yeah. then Mason then Amo. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a nice. Uh, yeah, it was a very quick movement. It was just like a lovely piece of attack there on on the goal. So it was it was really nice to see that come together. And I, I agreed. I thought I thought the midfield. Uh, I thought Mahano particularly played well with just carrying the ball so much through that through that midfield there, and I also I gained a new appreciation for him in general just just watching him because I feel like he's kind of like the vocal leader, like one of the leaders on on the field. But I, I, what, what else did you guys see? Um, going towards what Alex was saying, like you you know you always hear these guys talk about. Uh, like the experts talk about like forming triangles on the field and you could literally see that through the midfield, the ball would move around back and forth, back and forth. And then they could press it out to the wing and then everything just went forward. And it looked, it looked awesome to see that. Yeah. I mean, they had several spells of possession that were really nice. I was, you know, just rewatching a little bit before we turned the pod back on and right before halftime, they had like a five minute spell of possession that was just calm, cool, collective. It's like, yeah, it looked like a completely different team at times. And, you know, like like Alex was saying, a couple more goals would be nice. But, uh, you know, baby steps too after after the stretch of form they had. It's just, it is just nice to be see them control the ball and get a win. Yeah. Yeah, it probably, it probably should have been 2-0. Um, there was one with, uh, I think, 76-minute Amo just sort of weaved through. And he gave it up to, uh, I believe, Davey Mason. And I don't know if it was hesitation or he just couldn't gather it. He just couldn't get the shot off. And we missed out on that opportunity. But Davey, Davey Mason's a worker too, man. That 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 kid can play. Yeah, he's all over the place. He's He produces. Yeah, so I had – he was playing left back. Then this is, this is what I'm thinking happened here. He was left back. Fane at center to left, Clegg right center, Fork on the right, so the four in the back, then Poseidon and Gonzalez ahead of them in the midfield, then Mahamo a little further up, but kind mm-hmm. of connecting with the front three a little more, Espinal, Amo, and then Wivel at the top there. And then, uh, yeah, it was, it was just, it was nice to see Alex Cow get a run too. I want to give a, a shout out. Yeah, She's a, it was awesome. Pod, so it was really Really nice to see him back in the lineup. It was really good to see him back on the pitch. Yeah, definitely. So then other than that, too, the one thing that stuck out to me is how many freaking yellow cards there were. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, six yellow cards. Cocker got one. He wasn't even on the field. 
Calker, here's here's my take. I I can't decide if I love or hate the fire that is Christian Calker. I love watching him play. He's a he's an excellent goalie. He's fun to watch. His his bite gets the best of him a lot. Um, I think at least two matches so far this season that I've seen him in person at the Plex. He's gotten into it with officials like in the face has to be pulled back in, in it with the officials. Um, and then I, I'm pretty sure if I saw correctly from watching the replay, I didn't get to watch it in real time. He was, he was mouthing off to one of the sideline judges. Why for, for, for why it's like, (laughs) it's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't just like, Hey man, you watch us sit behind the opponent's bench and heckle them, and we go crazy when they respond because that's not what you're supposed to do. When you're on the sideline, just be on the sideline. If it's not going to turn on the on the on the pitch, let your guy come off the pitch and approach it. Then I mean, that could bite the Bobcats in the ass really bad. Yeah, yeah, it could. I mean, but I feel I like the, the yellow fire. cards show some initiative too, though. So, like, like we talked about 50-50 balls on the last podcast. Mm-hmm. They were aggressive. So I, I feel like that was a kind of a show of that, was that aggression, wanting the ball back that badly. But it is kind of funny that we got six yellow cards to Michigan's one. You think old Georgia Yunkai is paying off the refs up there to – what did we say? Uh, what did we say when they were in town last time? You paid just the center judge, or no? You just paid the you just paid the center judge off. You forgot the linesman because Jake. Uh, when they were in town, they had no shit ten offside or ten offside calls in the first half of the game, like just wide open offsides, and they were trying to fight for it. But then on the the center judge was calling everything for the for the stars. Yeah. So we started giving Georgia a hard time sitting in front of us. You know, there's one game this season where I felt like I, I was influencing the uh, side judge on the other side. Like I was, it was against Bay Cities. I kept putting my hands up, and then I feel like the flag would go up right after. It's like, hey, sorry, Anders. I think I was calling offsides on you guys. Uh. I'm glad – real quick shout-out to uh, to Justin from uh, – oh, geez. I don't want to get this – FNDM90 um, on Twitter. He dropped a a nice uh, little article about the Old Bay Brigade um, and kind of our inner workings and, and what a game day is like with us at the Plex. Um, I know Mike and I both were there for that particular match he came to, and he saw a really good one with Anders Perez. That was a uh, a fun time. They're not always that friendly. <laughs> that was a good night. Oh well, like from a banter perspective, it was yeah, a yeah, yeah. On the field, four, but... uh, what was it a four-one loss or a three-one loss? We are still having a good time. Four-one. I think yeah, it's all. Those... I think I... yeah. We we pulled one back, and then they scored like. Oh yeah, like ten seconds. A minute later, later. it was brutal. Yeah. Yeah. I, that was the night I brought all those white claws in. That's why it was so good. listening. It was the white claw. So we'll get some. Uh, we'll we'll do some smoke smoke grenades and yeah, yeah. piss off yeah. that <laughs> that one real bad. 
Alex yeah. almost got kicked out one night for his smoke bombs opening night. And I almost I did discover uh, later in the later in the season, well, a couple of weeks ago, that uh, it's actually illegal in the state of Maryland to discharge a smoke bomb if you are not a uh, a contracted fireworks official. Huh? You um, should you so should, you should really chap your ass and go get the license. <laughs> instead, instead of her telling me, "Hey, those aren't allowed. Put them the fuck away." She could have said, "That's illegal. We need to not do that." Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. I remember too when you when you uh, did the first one. There was like an old man in the stands to the left of us. I was like, "Hey, no more, <laughs> no more." <smoke." laughs> Yeah. Before the lady from the sportsplex came over, he yeah. wasn't. He was none too happy. Sorry, old man. Just wear the the suit with the fire hat next time. Though. <laughs> Just come dressed in full fire fire gear. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what do we got? Another week to, until the next match against the Stars. We get to talk about the Stars all over again. Yeah. Bummer. Oh. Uh, one more thing in regards to this game, um, Felix being back. I know, I know, Calker is filled in well, and he got a clean sheet. But like that—that that was one of the things I was talking about on Twitter. That dude plays like he's seven feet tall. <laughs> like he just—he's he's got that. Yeah, he's got that. Like the same way that like Dennis Rodman or Charles Barkley were like short rebounders. It's just his body position is perfect. He high points exactly when he needs to. And he's going over dudes that are like three inches taller than him to get the ball. It's just crazy. That, that guy is amazing. Yeah. He's a he's a, a smaller dude, but he is a big bitch when he's playing. He is all over the place. Any other uh, last Bob Couch shouts before we – Should we have Nisa a little bit around the table? The – Whoever's doing the camera work, that was another thing on Twitter that got too much dip on your chip. Like enough with the <laughs> enough with the close-ups, man. Please. Like you can't do it. It's not working. They would zoom in on a player and he wouldn't have the ball for like 10 seconds. And it's like, what are we watching? Like I was so scared we were gonna miss a goal or something. I was just like, what is going My on? My wife walked <laughs> in the room and and saw what I was watching. She's like, camera's terrible. Like I can't see anything. I was like, yeah. Little zoom the camera in. work is rough. I did appreciate the instant replays, though. They did have instant replay on their feed, which Bobcats feeds don't always have. So here's the yeah. thing that I both awesome. love and hate. Um, I love that each team gets to do their own broadcast, but I wish there were some things that were standard. Give me yeah. a replay across the league. Give us like a standard of camera. Like there are some games where there was one Bobcats match at the Plex where I swear the dude using the camera was drunk and he was just all over the place. I don't know if I should tell this story on here. Oh, I I met the camera operator. I had a beer with him before a game one time (laughs) (laughs) at that little beers. You know that like beers on taps on like Germantown Road? They yeah. had a bunch of beer on tap there, and I was having a beer in my Bobcat for a game. Beers, beers on tap has beer on tap? It, oh, yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> it's not far out, man. 
Oh, isn't, you're right. Isn't beer isn't beers spelled with a Z on their menu? Although I will say the man was being responsible. He was just having a drink in there. So you know, if you're listening to Bobcats or you can't you can't nice tell enough. me that nobody in Nisa is sitting in a locker room drinking before a game. Come on. He's <laughs> probably doing it out of the goodness of his heart anyway. Yeah. Now there was just one game that the camera was all wonky, but like I looked back and there is some weird some weird camera work. I just want a standard. And I think that just comes with years of of running the league. This is a really fresh league. Everybody yeah. wants to bash and 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 go at it and say like, "Can't wait to see it die!" All this BS, but like, it's young. Yeah. If I, think, I was I to go Jake's back, suggestion of just zooming out. Would, if I was to go yeah, back and watch the out. first couple of seasons from the MLS, the MLS, huh. you'd probably see <laughs> shitty camera work. And and poor broadcasting. It's just what happens. Yep. Amen. Yeah. So let's talk about the East a little bit because the picture did get rosier for the Bobcats with uh, the win over Michigan and then Syracuse Pulse. They lost, right, to uh, mm-hmm. they lose to. Do you remember? They lost to LA Force. Oh, yeah, the LA Force are stepping are up. goals now. They learned how to play. Yeah. Yeah, but it's looking like, I mean, more and more the playoff picture is clear. And all of a sudden, Chattanooga looks like the class of, of Nisa. They could definitely take a Cal United on any given night. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, looking at the table in its, in its full unadulterated glory, on the, on the east you've got 19, 15, 15, 10, 8 with Flower City and Pulse kind of hanging outside of contention right now. Um, oh, so we're still in the lead there, too. We're tied on points. Yeah, Michigan okay. and, and Maryland are tied on points. Okay. Um, we'll see what happens. I mean, a win this week at the Plex really does a lot of good. We need it. Um, I, I mean, we need this win. Yeah, I mean, I um, think we're going to get it, too, because yeah. we just beat them away. Now, There's some fire. Yeah, the Bobcats um, come home, and I think we just got to dictate everything. Let's let's step on them, like like come out aggressive, you know. Yeah, and then with the with the West, Cal United's got 28 points. No, geez, yeah. Cal United's got 28 points, Un- and then the two unbeaten. the two below them, two and three, Albion and Bay Cities, are both rolling 18. You know, that's so part you, of the, uh, the young league with, with 10 teams here is uh, yeah, the separation is definitely there already. Yeah. I mean, but also in the West, you also had all of those games that Valley United had won that has now – that have now been turned into losses. So that is one thing that is that is big on that side of the table. There were very few – cross league or cross coast plays between the two sides. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as the league expands, uh, yeah. I mean, expansion is almost necessary for like entertainment value. Cause at this point in the table, you're looking at it and the teams are pretty set in the playoffs. Like it'd be cool if you could, you know, split off into a separate competition now or like, you know, like well, it's gonna I mean, be a long road to the playoffs, and I think the playoff picture is pretty pretty decently set. Maybe outside the good, of the East. The good news is you've got you've got Savannah Clovers, 
You've got whatever Nisa Providence is. You've got Thousand Oaks FC that's coming in next season. Great. You've got Atlanta that the Knights who say Nisa keep talking about, haven't heard anything more. I feel like as much as I don't want to say it, I feel like we're going to see at least one of the new Amsterdam house clubs back in. Fine. It's I'm fine point. with it. I'm fine yeah. with it. You just got to uh, put some reins on that kid. I There's don't know. Bring some... on the glory. Bring on the <laughs> Bring one pizza. Bring, yeah. Has, has Chicago been the only Midwest club? Yeah. Like, you you see you see like independent clubs all over Twitter from that area, yeah. and none of them have tried to come to Nisa. Yep, there's nothing there's nothing in that space. You've got Chicago, Thousand Oaks. Where is Thousand? You've got you've got you've got Savannah, Georgia, and Atlanta, Georgia that are possible. Um, and then other than that, I mean, you've still got the you've still got the New York Cosmos logo here. They don't exist, but they're here. You know, what would be awesome. If Nisa like legitimately had promotion from uh, Nisa Nation, like why not? You you say you stand for it. I don't why see not why not right now. You know, I don't see why not. Yeah, they should just do it because everyone wants it. It'd be it would give the league immediate attention, and also too, if you're winning Nisa in Nisa Nation, like you're probably a, a an yeah. organized club. I at mean, least. make. Like or or at least give some kind of chance for the winners in the Nisa Nation table to come play. Like I've always said, I love the thought of the crappiest NFL team having to play the college champion and see what happens. Oh, it'd be, the it'd best be awesome. Nisa Nation against the bottom of the table in Nisa Pro. See what happens, and hell. Yeah, like, at least have, have like, make them play the game. There is a ton of um there is a ton of teams in Nisa Nation. It's all about the money. Yeah. So I mean that's actually probably a good lead lead into the independent cup, but I'm gonna probably have to lead on you guys for for knowledge on the independent cup because I have not spent as much time researching as as I probably should have, but I know like Nova FC Rockville Soccer Club, and what's the third one in the, in the Bobcats region? Uh, Soda City. Soda City, yeah. Where are they out of? Uh, South Carolina. Soda City. They're out of Soda City. So- Wherever, where that is, I don't know, but it sounds like Jake knows. Jake knows where Soda uh, City is. They're out of uh, South Carolina. Uh, I'm not quite sure where. This is the one we were. This is the one we were laughing about because you've got, you've got Soda City from South Carolina playing in with the Mid Atlantic with Rockville and Nova, and then up in the Northeast where you're playing Flower City, you've got New York Contour, you've got New Jersey Alliance and Steel Pulse from Columbia. So I mean, there's cool. some wonky. There's some wonky stuff. It'll be cool to – I mean I'd love to see Steel Pulse move up in that northeast table. I'd love to have another reason to mess with Flower City Union on social media to see one of our Nisa Nation clubs from this area go up and win. You know, but it's, anyway, a, it's just, a pretty cool format actually. So kudos, yeah. kudos to Nisa for putting it together with the three amateur squads. They play round robin and then the winner of the round robin plays a Nisa squad, right? Isn't that how, mm-hmm. how it's working? Yep. Yeah, and so, it's going to produce. 
Go for it's it. It's going to produce eight winners. I kind of – I don't like I, that. This is the first time I've seen an independent cup. I've only been in in this in this lower league world for about a year now. I was hoping to see a conclusion to this. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's something that comes in the future or comes Yeah, in the future time. they could add a knockout round. And if they wanted to make it easy logistically, you just play it all in one location. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure they're they're planning that. I, I would hope so. Like, my other thought was maybe you could just do a like an Eastern and Western Cup competition and Cup competition and get like you know the Independent Cup teams playing the Nisa East Division and doing a Cup competition between like interleague. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, Nisa's I, I I enjoy it. Like I said previously on on podcasts it's been in at least at the at the least an entertaining league to watch as it grows and turns into something yeah and the bobcats and actually, platform phenomenally and actually uh i texted you two about it this past weekend um it turns out that it's not just nisa refs that suck it's it's american soccer american football as a whole um the refs, the official team in Nashville was uh, Dongwater. Um, they they were just not on it. At one point, like with like two minutes left in the match, about to go into stoppage time, Nashville was down by one. I'm a big fan of uh, going somewhere and and becoming part of that club. And uh, they were down by one and got a killer goal that was called offsides. Okay, next set of play, ball comes in, gets knocked around, dude gets bashed from behind in the in the box, penalty gets called, stadium goes nuts, like, I, I kid you not, four or five minutes went by before they put the ball down at the spot, like, a player from Kansas City was like, a, a, a player from Kansas City was like trying to fight the ref, it was ridiculous, and then they called it back on VAR because there was an offsides three passes before that play. I don't, I don't hate VAR, but I hate when it like if if the entire crew missed a call and play continued on, and there was fair play between the the offside that was ruled back and the penalty kick. I don't think you should go be, be able to go back all that way. I like that take a lot. Three, yeah, three like, plays before that's like, it was there. a, it was a considerable volume of passing before they called it back. Yeah. Don't like that. And it was so much fun to watch that stadium implode <laughs> with that, with that no penalty call. Yeah. How was the crowd? Was there a good supporters group atmosphere there? Um, so we were actually on the opposite end of the stadium. Um, we had a one-year-old with us, and we didn't know that the uh, standing room only was a great spot for the baby. Um, so we were actually up by the away supporters, and it was kind of cool to like hear the supporter groups back, going back and forth because the roadies and the backline crew were real loud from the opposite end of the stadium. Um, but the the Kansas City, whatever they are, the Sporks—I don't know—Sporking Kansas City, whatever they're called—they um, 
They were pretty loud, but the good news is they only know how to do shots. They just do shots again and again and again. What do you mean? Like liquor shots? No, no, no. They just like the song shots. Oh, oh They just oh, chanted oh, that over and over again the whole match. It was a lot. We've talked about developing chants and songs for the supporters group. It's surprisingly difficult to yeah, put together. Yeah, Yeah. But maybe we should try it again. Maybe. Um, anything else or you guys want to do a shorty tonight? Um, um, what else was on my – what else was on my itinerary? I don't think see, there was yeah, much. Open Cup, Independent Cup in this past week's win. Beautiful. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Want to do some rants? Or, or uh, not, it's not always rant. So, so let me explain the you know to the people that are new to Rooster and the Villain, the podcast network. I guess you can call it not really, but uh, we've done rants our entire existence at the end of the podcast. So you get like thirty seconds to say what it doesn't have to be a rant. It can be like something from the heart, but it has to be soccer related. So like, I still like to end that way. So I have one. It's not really a rant. It's a really. Uh, for Evan Ramis or you know whoever's in charge of stadium seating, I want the old Bay Brigade to start taking over the bleachers on the other side. Alex, what, what do you think of that idea? If like that's so where we get rowdy. I've brought that up before, and so the the issue is, it would mean having to staff the opposite side as well. So how much does that cost? Because maybe. Just maybe we could crowdsource it. Mike's Mike's going to foot the bill. No, I think – so here's the thing. What I would love to see is for the stands to be full enough for us need to need to go over there. Sure. That's more my gripe there. I want to see – I want to continue the – I want people to be talking about the club. I want the community to be talking about the club. That is a big friggin' community around that stadium. Yeah, There are hundreds upon hundreds of families in that stadium every weekend. The fact that there's not just absolute guerrilla marketing happening in every direction makes me sad. Yeah, like a grassroots type of operation where we're like just getting yeah, out of the youth club and talked, interested. We talked to Jay last week. Jay has this whole – this thing that these guys have built is incredible. We just got to like – and it will take time. It, it's gotten much bigger this year. Last year we were sitting at matches with 100 people. Now we're sitting in a stadium with 700. Yeah. That's a great step. But like what I Nick was the, saying on, on video feed, not that that many people watch yes. the 11 sports video feed, but there's but, nobody on that other side. So it does look like, like but there are also, there, you know? Well, I mean let's go watch a Chattanooga um, stream. Chatta brings in 3,000 people and seats them all on the camera side. That's true. Because they I don't staff the opposite optics, side. Like maybe they should look at filming from the I other mean, side. It's, I think the, the, the sound and of the crowd along with – I mean if we're going to move the old Bay Brigade to the far side of the stadium, I want to have a larger we, – we, we have a presence. It ain't a gigantic presence. Like if you go on our pride raise, are small but mighty. <laughs> like that's what I. Th- we can continue to build when we get. I want to 
we got to fill that stadium up enough to push us to the other side. Fair. All right. I'd like to be, right. I'd like right. to be forced to That's the other fair. side. All right. Anyone else got a rant or a comment or? So I'll do my rant real quick. So my rant too, two two part rant. First part of the rant is what wow. I just said about um, oh geez, what was I just talking about? How did I lose it already? Um, uh, uh, Geotis. Uh, uh, oh no! The, I lost oh, the it. camera. The camera. The camera. Uh, no, something the before crowd, the camera. Crowd on the other side. I can't remember what I was upset about. <laughs> but whatever I was just ranting about a couple minutes ago, that was my rant. But my other rant is mm, I lost this rant too. Go ahead, Jake. I'll see if I get it back. Uh, okay, yeah. So it's Pride Month. Um, for I'm just I'm so sick and tired of seeing any sort of soccer post and seeing just some dumb ass comment under it. It's not your month. Shut up. It's not your month. It, did you see it happen Whoa. to us? Yeah. And the club called them out, which uh, was fantastic, beautiful. but it's just stunning. It's it's just so annoying. And it's like I had posted on Twitter a while ago. Go go out. If you have questions, go out and meet someone from the LGBTQ plus community and get to know them. Go to a LGTB. I, I always mess it up. LGBTQ plus bar or focused area like and go talk to somebody and listen to them. It's not your month. Shut up and just be a good person. Just be nice. And if you if you don't agree with it for religious Whatever. If you don't that's agree with real. it because you're confused, that that's another story. Don't yeah. don't tell me the Just, Bible says that you can't that you can't be okay with it. It doesn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> what you what Just, you've decided well, it says says that, and it's not in there. Yeah. And even if there's nothing that's gonna change your mind, if you're if you're still gonna feel this way, just shut up. That's the easiest thing you can do. Just shut up and go get to like and then if you do have questions. Go get to know somebody. I had somebody that I worked with recently. Um, I wore a shirt to the liquor store I work at. It was a Dewey Beer Company shirt, and the logo was in rainbow. And he looked Mm. at me, and he looked at the shirt, and he shook his head. And I said, you have something to say? Because I was like, he's going to say something good. And he said, well, there's never a white history month. And I looked him in the eyes, and I say, dude, every month – is white history month. That is the only history for some reason people focus on anymore. It's the only thing people focus on. And that can't be the case. It's yeah. not just white dudes. The, the history thing. and, and the world is not just white dudes. It ain't. Ha- it's you got that true. nice kid on right now. Uh, yeah. Right. Can you, yeah, the, the the right kit, I grabbed, I grabbed one of the unity kits while I was in Nashville. I, I hate, so, quick aside rant I hate all of the goddamn Adidas every kit is the same for every team they all look the exact same and I hate it but they do the pre-match kits excellently <laughs> that's a good rant right there alright so, any, well, any more Jake you, uh... whoa, 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 my rant I got my rant here it, it came back that was Go ahead, Jake. Sorry. that was that was pretty much it. I was just gonna say the like when you're talking about like, well, what about white history? It's the same thing. Like, where's my straight pride parade? Shut up. You don't have to fight to get married. 
You don't get picked on. None of that. Nobody ever like looks at you and goes, ooh, like as a cis male, like, ooh, you like a girl as an adult. Like nobody makes fun of you for that. You're not, nobody goes after you. Again, just to end it, if you don't have anything nice to say, shut up. No one cares. And if you do have nice things to say, find our pride raiser um, that benefits Smile DC that empowers LGBTQ youth um, because they are the future and we need to continue to help them and push for them because they do need to fight for shit. They do need to fight. It's a nice segue. my, My rant to end it here. I hate when you find out that a supporters group is team controlled. Did you see Knights? I hate that. that. Oh, yeah. I've seen it happen in Maryland with other clubs. I've seen it happen across the country, and I hate it. I don't like the inorganic growth built within the club. I don't like it. What if they built it initially and handed it off? Would that upset you? If it was – because the only reason uh, if, the Old Bay Brigade exists is because the Church of Dan, but Dan, Field, right? but Dan isn't Dan isn't employed by the team, right? Dan yeah. is is a is a but lover also of like a, you know he's like a unicorn in lower league soccer. Like we were but just he but he became a uni- but he became a unicorn along with the club that is along with the league. The league's only been around for what a year and a half, two years, and it's been. And he's been here covering it since the start of it. So, like, I think I, I see that a little differently. Um, but I definitely – I don't like when it's clear as day. Like, and don't try to masquerade like the the entire community is supporting you. It just yeah. frustrates me. Yeah, I could understand and that's, that. That's my entire rant. I can't go any further because I don't want to make – no one's as cool as us is really what it comes down to because exactly. I mean the, the Chattahoola hooligans are pretty awesome. They I um but I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that it's just these two groups in the league. Jake, did you <laughs> say you might come to a game this summer? Uh yeah, I'm working it out. Um the I like I said before, I work as an electrician. The the company I work for signed this deal with a uh, with an AC unit, so we're just or an AC company. So we're just swamped, and uh, we are. Uh, I think maybe in September I'll be able nice. to make it out. All right. Well, hope to okay. get you out in the. Uh, that'll be a celebration in the old Bay Brigade section, and and anybody that's still hanging on forty three minutes into this thing. Like, <laughs> If you're a Bobcats fan, reach out and just come on the pod. It's uh, yeah, open to all of the old Bay Brigade supporters. And, and and if you're some some for some reason listening to this and you've never been to a match, come to a match. Yeah, sit with it's us. Fun. Yeah. And if you don't sit with us, summer that's night fine in too. Maryland, little beer, little sunset, little professional yeah. soccer. It's it's a nice vibe, and that field is immaculate and and a great place to watch a game. So come on out. It'll be fun. Come bang Alex's drum. Whoa. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bang George Yunkai's <laughs> head into the drum next week. I, I thought you were just gonna end with that. I was like, hell yeah! Just yeah, yeah I could end there. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how aggressive that last line sounds in the. There, uh, there will be a, there will be a uh, a public post from Michigan State.